background. We turn now to our good buddy, Mr. Pete Callender, host of the Pete Callender Show at thepetecallendershow.com, available on all of the podcast platforms that you could possibly even ever imagine. Uh, Pete, good morning, sir. How are you? I am well, Mark. How are you? Oh, just skippy. I'm really uh, I'm grateful because my uh, the 10,000-seat uh, venue that I invested in last week, <laughs> we're going to be able to have 700 people there, I think. Is that what it comes down to? Yeah, 7%. Yeah, I was told there would be no math during this interview, but um, <laughs> the uh, actual tourists, and I'm not talking about the fat ones breaking sidewalks, I'm talking about the baseball team. Their McCormick Field is only 4,000, and so I guess they don't get to open uh, because they're not big enough. Uh, again, it's another example of sort of the arbitrariness of these rules that the governor comes down with. And people are asking, you know, why did he do this announcement yesterday? He was asked about that. And at his news conference, his regular briefing, he said uh, that some of these venues had asked for, you know, a bit of a heads up so they could, you know, sell tickets and because it takes time to reopen, that right. sort of thing. And I think that's perfectly reasonable, which is probably why, like, movie theaters are thinking, well, why don't we get a heads up? Are we getting to open? We sell tickets as well. Uh, what about bars? Are, are they going to get to reopen uh, in another week when the next phase of the governor's multi-phased uh, lockdown uh protocols are announced like i nobody knows he he won't say but for some reason college athletes uh, college football basically and pro football they get a heads up and uh, i i don't know like i don't know what to make of that except apparently that football families overrule health experts i assume that they are more influential in the governor's thought process and how he makes decisions if enough football families petition him and it doesn't take many. Apparently, it was only like 40 or 50 families or so, and that did the trick. So the uh, the fair apparently opens October 3rd, 4th, and 5th, or 3rd, 4th, or 5th, something like that as well. So uh, Wouldn't that be another event that would be considered like a super spreader? I would think so, if it's a large venue, mm-hmm. but I don't know. There are no seats there, right? It's not a seated right. facility. And so if they're saying that now, it's going to be, you know, uh, based on the number of... Uh, of seats in the facility, then I don't know how that how the fair works. But yeah. the next, yeah, the next announcement would be October second. So uh, I don't know if he's giving a heads up to the fair or not. Right. I, I'm not sure. Well, and the other thing was, um, if I'm not mistaken, he also said that he might be making another announcement this Friday of loosening other restrictions, but he didn't allude to what that might be so there was nobody whoever that might encompass that was getting a heads up either Mm-mm. yeah and and yeah and maybe this is the bars and the theaters that are still closed down and pool halls by the way that are still closed down although we, there are reports that in Raleigh there are a bunch of pool halls that continue to operate for some reason they just don't get uh they don't get the hammer dropped on them but in other counties they do um right and so who's to say it, 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 we don't have an explanation. For example, they, they were asked why 7% and there is no answer for why 7%. Why not 8%, right? right. If, if restaurants can open at 50% capacity, uh, then why can't, or gyms can open at what? 30% capacity. 30%, right. Yeah. Why, why 7%? Why are there all of these different numbers being thrown around as a, 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 for your capacity caps? It doesn't really make any sense, especially if it's an outdoor venue, you're dealing with a completely different kind of setting. It's outside. I mean, I understand people are going to walk through the concourse in order to go, you know, to the stadium, but 
in case you haven't been to a stadium recently, they're really, really big. You know, they're very large and a lot of people can be spread out in them. Like you can spread out 5,000 people in a 50,000 arena, uh, seat arena. You could do that, but that would be 10%. You can't do that, right? So you got to go 7% for some reason. There's no explanation for why some of these rules are getting adopted the way they are. So I noticed that yesterday when uh, there was the quote-unquote Q&A for reporters, which I would argue is really not a Q&A. It's more of a Q with no A's. Um, he didn't answer anything. And, like, when there was a direct question asked, uh, like, he just kind of pivoted to something else. And then when they said, well, now can you answer the question again on a follow-up? And he was just like, no. Yeah, he'll kick it over to Mandy not. Cohen. Yeah, his secretary of health and human services. Um, and one, an example of what you're talking about occurred when uh, I think the guy's name is Michael Perchik from ABC 11 in Raleigh. And he said, look, are there any outbreaks that have been connected with the reopening of the gyms, the museums, the playgrounds, right? Because it's been two or three weeks now since that happened. So you would think there would be some cases now associated with these venues that were oh so risky that we had to keep them locked down for six months. And even when they reopened, we only reopened them at 30% capacity. And they don't have an answer. They, they First, he, he said, well, you know, venues have different risks and the experts make recommendations based on those risks. And uh, we look at surveillance data and case numbers and hospitalizations and the three W's and dimmer switch and double down and good work everybody and kick it over to cohen and she's talking about three w's and good work and dimmer switch and double down and then it's like well wait a minute you didn't answer the question so follow up were there any cases or outbreaks associated with these venues and then they acknowledge no we don't have any cases Uh, but it's still too early to tell they say even though it's been three weeks and you'll recall they said three weeks was more than enough time to know that their mask mandate worked right yeah the timeline on a lot of things just doesn't just doesn't make any sense. And I noticed I, I saw a, a tweet yesterday from our good friend AP Dillon, who said it's been like 188 days since the yeah. State Journal has been able to ask a question of the governor. Apparently, yeah. And there are other um, agencies and elected officials uh, and uh, you know that are doing news conferences. You can do news conferences. You can't tell me that they haven't figured out. These are the people that are supposedly advising us on what venues are safe to open and how they are to open safely, but they can't figure out how to do an in-person news conference after seven months. That that's, I mean, that's kind of disturbing. How am I supposed to believe your advice on how to reopen stuff when you can't even reopen your own press briefing? Yeah, that's certain. That's you know, I never even, that, that never even really crossed my mind. Well, you know, I offer unique insights and analysis. This is why you have me on, Mark. This is the whole point. <laughs> it is a very valid point, ladies and gentlemen. And you can find more of that uh, insight and analysis at thepetecalendarshow.com. You can sign up for the Patreon there. You can also uh, make sure you find the, the podcast on any of the m- multiple platforms that it happens to be on. What are you on, like not like 21 platforms now or something, Pete? Um, yeah, I think, well, it's only 7% of the total platforms I think I'm I'm on at this point. Just don't ask me why 7%. No, it's, it's actually, I'm on all of them. In fact, and Amazon just uh, they just unveiled their new podcast platform as well. We're up on there as well, and of course, iHeartRadio, uh-huh. obviously. There you go. And Bezos has got you in his crosshairs now, Pete. That's all it takes. <laughs> That's right. You're on Bezos's radar. Well, if he wants to make me a buyout offer, you know, I'm listening. <laughs> 
There you go. Hey, man, we always appreciate the time, sir. Have a great rest of your day. Don't forget, folks, check out the PeteCalendarShow.com and, of course, the Pete Calendar Show at midnight right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. We'll see you next week, Pete. Thanks, Mark. Always a pleasure. Thanks, brother. 852 Weather Traffic coming your way right now.